you think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories. and At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to Three Fates Decide. My name is Sam and I'm here with my co-hosts Liz and Mary. And we are going to be continuing our discussion on movies, but specifically how Hollywood has completely lost originality and uh, why it sucks. So guys, say hello and let's get this going. Hello. Hi. So, yeah, so something that definitely has been annoying me in terms of, um, uh, you know, movies and Hollywood in general is is the loss of being original. There's nothing but remakes or, you know, they're taking stories from other sources and things like that. Like, no one can come up with, like, an original screenplay idea anymore. Yeah. I mean, mostly the only thing that... And we were talking about this the other day, and I know Liz agrees with me on this one, is the only quote-unquote new stuff that's coming out of Hollywood is when they're getting it from a book or a book series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, And it just, like, okay, I absolutely love Batman. Mm-hmm. But how many remixes do you really need of Batman? I mean, I honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the same story. <laughs> he, he, yeah. His parents got murdered in an alley. Yes. He gets stuck in a dark cave with bats. And he has a butler named Alfred. Yeah. And he's a billionaire. And he's a billionaire. The, 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 you can't really do much other. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, there's been more Batmans than. Including the TV series and stuff like that. I mean, it's just been crazy. Yeah. I think Batman is the, what, isn't, isn't he like the most popular superhero? Uh, like for movies and televisions and stuff, and television stuff to be made? Probably. I, I mean, I can understand the appeal because he's a normal guy. It just happens to have the money to have all the gadgets. Dress up like a bat at night? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Well, who's your favorite Batman? Oh, damn! You had to, you had to say it. You had to ask me. I know who mine is. Oh God! I. You want me to go first? Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's probably. It was a toss up between Michael Keaton and Christian Bale. I liked both because they were they were. It was Batman, but they were two different. I mean, it was the same story, but the different different ways of playing the same character. Mm-hmm. But Michael Keaton, 
Yeah, the thing I didn't like about Christian Bale is like when he did the deep voice, sometimes it just sounded really weird. True, true. I, I'll go. I'll give you when that. he was like yelling at somebody, like when he was like, "Swear to me!" Like, okay, fine, but like sometimes he would like talk and he would, he would sound like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was a little weird. Yeah, like we are talking about live action Batman. I mean, let's be honest, the best Batman is Kevin Conroy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Go Uh, back. I mean, he was a very, I mean, granted, he he was doing the animated version, but he was a great, he he was a really great Batman. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, so yeah, no, between cartoons and stuff, it's just been one, one too many. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and we Spider- got another one coming. I mean, Spider Man is getting to that level too. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, which is like it just. It, I just Superman understand. too. They they've done a lot of Supermans. Yeah. Well, the one with um. Oh, what's what's his name? Superman Returns. Uh, Brandon Routh, right? That at mm-hmm. least was like a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in like you know the f- the future. Well, not the future, but like you know, it's years later, and you know he has a kid that he doesn't know about. You know, so like at least it was a different story. People don't actually like that movie. I didn't actually think it was that bad, but yeah, <laughs> like the origin stories, like it should be once and done. Yeah. Keep going. At least, like with Spider Man, like with the MCU, they didn't go back and tell the same story again. Like when this we meet true. Peter Parker, like he's already Spider Man. Like we already right. know his story. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, because I like how Tony did, uh, and and there he's like, yeah, Spider and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. Here's <laughs> like Spider Boy. <laughs> spider. Spiderling. Uh, Human crime spider. fighting spider <laughs> spider boy oh spider i'm gonna boy. miss tony i know <laughs> poor tony but they but did yeah, so tony like, dirty damn it they did tony dirty yeah he went he went down a hero it's okay that's how I he know, should have gone down i know but he had a kid that's just like I they did dirty i know he was fine that was the one thing he wanted was his family and he lost it i know it's sad it's sad but digressing digressing yeah um (laughs) so yeah no so like it's either the the constant remakes of the same thing or like i said taking it from another source so like i mean i like the comic book movies obviously like but Mm -hmm. if you think about it now what else is being made besides movies from comic books or remakes or musicals that have been on Broadway or, you know, like, other than that, there's nothing. Yeah. Except like, for, like, indie movies. Indie movies or it's coming straight from a book. Right. Or books. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I think when Parasite made such a huge huge splash last year it really was significant because that was a completely original story and it did so well really mm-hmm. it, it i mean i i have to admit i was like cheering 
at watching the Oscars at home, like when when they won their the awards that they did, because it's an original story. It's not in English. It's not, you know, it's it's not a American co-production. I mean, it's a pure, it's like, it's, you know, a purely Korean movie production, directing, writing, acting. And it managed to do something that so many other movies that are not like English language, English, you know, Anglophone co-produced movie dreams of achieving. And, you know, so it proves that you can find some really good originally written stories, but you have to be willing to actually make them. And I just feel like Hollywood has gotten to the point where they're, they're primarily chasing the dollar and they're not prepared to gamble on, you know, something that would be a little more experimental or, or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, even now I'm struggling to think, what was the last truly creative, ori- like originally written story that was really, really solid and good? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm really struggling. Yeah. It's same. Like I'm even thinking like going back to like past like Oscar winners for like best picture. Um, yeah. yeah. It's... I mean, I don't mind movies that are based on true events as long as it's original screenplays. You know what I mean? Like this, like yeah, okay, like you're still getting like a story, but like you can, I don't know, like that stuff doesn't bother me. So like things like Lincoln or like I and I just watched this movie last night, The King's Speech and stuff like that. Like yeah, okay, they didn't come up with the plot of the movie because obviously it's based on true true events, but it's like. That stuff doesn't bother me as much as like, you know, from a book or from a comic or from a musical or from, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why, but like, right. I want like, there's so many things that I would make a movie about that I feel like needs to be told. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is I mean, I'm writing, I have, I have two screenplays going right now. Boom. So, yeah, I mean, like we were, we were kind of talking a little bit about that, like in the previous episode, about how you know there's so many other stories out there that could be told, but you know nobody's prepared. Like, I mean, mainstream, you know, Hollywood producers and production companies, not many of them are prepared to gamble on something truly original, unless they can get very well-respected people involved in it like if they knew that spielberg was going to agree to direct it then that would probably get way more credibility and attention Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know it really does make me wonder how many amazing screenplays are actually out there but because they're from like no-name people don't have the connections they're never going to be made and like we're going to be stuck in this loop Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm more excited for TV shows than I am movies anymore because there's yeah. been some. Because I mean, TV shows are at least becoming better because they're getting bigger budgets to do more stuff. 
Well, the streaming companies have definitely helped. Yes. Yes. In that in that regard, you know, it's almost like making a TV show is as much, you know, work as a film. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, they get these like nice big budgets and they can, you know, do and there's a lot of shows that like on streaming that I actually like. I don't watch like TV TV too much anymore because all the shows that I used to watch uh, like Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that I'm like over it like it just needs to end because you're on like your 20,000th episode season yeah oh god <laughs> and you've killed everybody and like, a couple of times uh, uh, I'm just done I'm done just be over but um no but like streaming and stuff like that like that's the one thing with the pandemic and working from home I, I just used to like watch all these shows um Mm-hmm. And I found a couple that I actually really enjoy. Um, so, you know, yeah. Which I think has also hurt the movie business. But if you notice, a lot of actors now are going more toward the, you know, short uh, series on Netflix or Hulu or, you know, yeah. Amazon or Apple TV and stuff like that. Because really all that's being offered. Pretty much. I mean, I do love the fact that um, they made they started making The Witcher because I loved the mo- the um, games. Mm. Um, and they are based on books. I unfortunately have never had a chance to actually read the books, even though I've I've wanted to. I've just never been able to find the time. But I guess it seems from what I've read that The Witcher on Netflix has actually stayed pretty true to the books i think i think they've stayed pretty pretty uh true to that which is awesome i mean i guess from what i would think is that for like a book series you know like if it's one book and yes Mm -hmm. i would do like a movie but if it's like a series i would do like a episode you know a a short series of episodes you know or you know or just like a series because like Bridgerton right it's a series right. of books and mm-hmm. each season is going to be a book right that's how it should be done because you can even though in in this case Bridgerton they took liberties and added characters and added plots that weren't actually in the book it was still awesome I actually prefer the series to the book believe it or not which is shocking but um, how many times do you read books and then watch movies and you're like, what the hell did you do? If you did a series, you could go more in depth because you could take an entire season on just that one book and make sure all the important plot points are in there, to carry the story on. Right, right. Yeah, that's Man, I should like totally work for Hollywood. I mean, that that's kind of like what happened with Game of Thrones is, although... We all know how that ended. Right. Although a lot of fans kind of felt like, like people who actually read the books, they kind of felt like, well, they actually cut out way too much stuff. Like they could have kept so much more stuff in there and it would have been much more satisfying development. But as to how that show ended, a part of you, if you want to blame anybody, you know, a huge chunk of it is obviously the showrunners, but, um, you also sort of end up blaming Martin a little bit for not getting at least the sixth book out 
earlier. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I can understand that part because they don't know where the story is going to go. So they start doing what they need to do to keep doing the series. So. Yeah, but then it turned out that for those two guys that apparently they're not good at coming up with complex characters and plots because you notice a huge difference in the quality, uh, particularly in the final two seasons. I mean, season six was actually not bad, even though it was technically made up of content that does not exist in the printed uh, novels. But season six overall was pretty solid. I mean, in fact, some people kind of argue that it's actually better than season five, which was mostly based off of the fifth book and, you know, the last book that actually got published um, thus far. So, but yeah, I mean, when you compare like the final two seasons to the earlier, you know, six seasons, you know, there's a huge quality shift in the story and the writing. Obviously, the acting and the special effects were good. Um, in fact, there's a pretty good case we made the special effects may have gotten better because the budget kept increasing every year. But yeah, the the real weakness was the writing. Real weakness. Yeah. There, so. But I, I'm looking forward to um, seeing how Amazon TV is going to actually do with the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Because they're making a TV show out of it, out of some of the books that he wrote. Not the ones, not the actual trilogy, trilogy. books. It's going to be, what, like 2,000 years before or or like maybe in the era before or two, something like that. So was it like in between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings? No, it's before The Hobbit even. Oh, it's before The Hobbit. Okay. Yeah. It's before I didn't read The Hobbit. I only read Lord of the Rings. I've I've read I've read The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I've not read any of the other stuff, though. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they're not redoing like taking like the trilogy of Lord of the Rings because actually those movies were very well done. They were, they were. But Peter Jackson like made sure he's like he kept to the books. Yeah. Um, and again, I have no problem with taking a book and recreating it into a movie because sometimes like people like to have that visual visualization um uh-huh. you know so like i there's a lot like hunger games i thought was really good um i'm not going to go yeah. into harry potter because i know i i kind of complained about that last time um <laughs> but uh you know lord of the rings was really good i know it, the hobbit was was pretty good also i believe in terms of the book um yeah so there's been a lot of really good movies that have come out of books i just think like we we just need to kind of go back to i don't even know like even like 20 like 20 years ago yeah (laughs) go back to i mean basically old hollywood to get yeah the new original movies movie ideas and screenplays and the writing and it's just even the acting, because mm. I mean, because I know we talked about it last time, like all the, even though the special effects were so fake back then, but it was such good 
acting that you didn't notice it. Right. And if you watch it now, you don't even care. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why, like, you know, there's a lot of movies today while, you know, as you as you mentioned, like the the effects are much better. They're t- like now it's actually funny when you watch a movie today and you see that the effects aren't as good as they should be right away. Like I call it out. I'm like, damn, like what's what's going on? Why is the CGI so bad? Right. Like, I feel like as an audience, we've just picked up on that st- that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, we know what's good now. Mm-hmm. we expect better yeah and when we see it and it's and it's if it's not good we're like that ain't it <laughs> oh god but yeah no there's there's just i don't know and then some some of the most of the remakes i mean there are some movies that were made in like the 80s or 90s that were like remakes and they weren't bad you know what I mean? But like, I feel like today, a lot of the remakes, like I'm going to use Ghostbusters as an example. You took this film that is a cult classic exactly. and you decide, let's just have, let's change it so that it's women. And yes, I want women to be represented. I want other cultures to be represented in certain aspects and stuff like that. But why do you have to take a movie that was already made and remake it into that? Right. You know, why can't you just come up with something else to get that, you know, like a cross, like um, something like, uh, and this was, it was more of a TV movie. Um, Oh my God. What is it called? Crap. Steel Magnolias. I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, they did Steel Magnolias on, was it If Time? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm a huge fan of the original I love the original. Love yes. the original. And they remade it. And it, you know, the actors did a fantastic job. Queen Latifah was amazing. Uh-huh. You know, such a, a dramatic role for her. But it right. didn't need to be done. Exactly. You know, and like I understand not- what they're trying to do, but you didn't have to take a movie that was already so well done and do it, do that. Right. Just like I wouldn't want to do that to you know what i mean like you know what i mean like and it has nothing to do with you know that it's uh, if it was men and it changed to women or you know uh you know race or you know anything like that it's more of just leave it alone exactly <laughs> i mean queen latifah did a movie oh um what was it the last hall i think it was the last holiday mm-hmm. and i mean she yeah. was phenomenal in that yeah. I mean really I she her. I mean she was great in that movie. Yeah. I so Actually, I mean it, nothing that she it has nothing to do with her or her acting or her abilities or any of that. It's just the movie didn't need to be remade into anything. Right. right. No, exactly. And that's I mean, the original is a classic. I mean, you've got Sally Fields, you've got Julia Roberts. I mean, you got Dolly Parton in it for damn for for goodness' mm-hmm. sake. I mean, you've got oh, what's her, was it Shirley MacLaine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've got all these phenomenal female actresses that are in this movie, and 
you ha- go and remake it into a TV movie, okay, fine, but it didn't need to be done. Right. It's like, come on, Hollywood, you could do better. You can do right. better. And I really just want to preface from like it has nothing to do with the race because I don't want people to think like I'm I'm being like you know it, no, it's not at all. It's not at it's, all. I actually only watched it because of Queen Latifah. Right. You know, she's my Jersey girl. And, yeah. you know, like, you know, we're, we're sisters by by uh, New Jersey standards. So um, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it was more of just the fact that I just don't like remaking something for the sake of remaking. And I would feel the same way if they did like the uh, what was the, the holiday uh, that you just mentioned? Um, the last holiday. The la- yeah. If they did the same thing where they took that movie and put, you know, four white women in there. Why? Yeah. It was it fine the way it was. Yeah. Leave it, it alone. Wouldn't, it would not be the movie it is if it was anybody else but her playing it. I don't know. It's just sometimes I think Hollywood thinks that they, it's like they have, they have no original thoughts in their heads anymore. And it's like, come on, I know you can come up with something better than what you've been doing. I mean, I I just think at this point it, it it's it's really because of the money. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that knowing okay, for example, like well, obviously at the time it was kind of a gamble to do Lord of the Rings because you know they're like these fantasy novels that you know only certain types of people read and whatnot. But you know, as an example, if you want to use Lord of the Rings, is that knowing the fact that it is a classic book or you know a book that has like a huge audience potential Mm -hmm. that would give the producers and the director and whatever like more um like more ability to convince people to give them money for the budget Mm -hmm. because as long as now, obviously, no project is like a guaranteed hit. Obviously, there's no such thing. But the probability that you are going to get pretty good return on this movie if you were to pony up the money to produce it is better if you know for a fact that the material you're basing this movie off of has an existing audience. Right. Yeah, I no, mean, and, I, have, and I do get that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of feel like that's just the huge, a huge aspect of it is that Hollywood want producers and money makers, they want to know that if I plop down, I don't know, $500 million on this movie, that you're going to be able to give me back better than that $500 million I'm plopping down on the budget. That kind of a thing. That kind of mentality is kind of like, to me at least, seems to be what has taken over a majority of the stuff that gets produced every year. And the other fact, and the other thing to take into consideration now that I think of it, literally just now I was thinking of it, is that you have to consider the potential to export the movie because the thing that not everybody realizes is that a good chunk of the box office returns that Hollywood makes now is from foreign movie markets. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that 
you could have i don't know like like, like let's pick another movie like schindler's list like you could try to make another great movie like schindler's list but are you prepared to gamble that a lot of people overseas are going to watch this movie when it doesn't have like explosions and easy to understand straightforward plot like most superhero movies or fast and the furious movies have i mean we're not even going to talk about the fast and furious movies they keep making those damn things right but you kind of get the point it's like it's relatively you know simple you know plot line if there really is one and you know it's an action movie that's always guaranteed to get people watching so it's like you, you know it, it it's like all these different factors i kind of realize is you know a big consideration on what hollywood produces nowadays and it, it's kind of sad really that not as many people are prepared to gamble on like a really like more serious stuff that you know doesn't have big name established Hollywood people attached to it already. Because I mean, I would imagine that if Leonardo DiCaprio was going to play the lead character in this independent movie, that would have a better shot at you know just with a from marketing perspective alone to get mm-hmm. people watching. Right. Right. Well, look at the independent movies that tend to do well are the ones that have more of a high status star in them. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but you got to shell out that money. Right. I honestly, (laughs) I think the last decent movie that I watched that wasn't like a superhero action movie was probably a Leonardo DiCaprio movie. And it was probably The Revenant for me. Of course, it tells you how long ago I've watched. I, I actually really sat down and watched a movie that wasn't Marvel or superhero <laughs> action movie, but I don't have time. Damn it, yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, well, and it's so funny, like talking about um, Fast and the Furious and how many movies. Like last night, I was talking about, like, I don't know how we got on the subject, but we were talking about like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, they made one too many of those movies. I love Johnny Depp. Like, as much as the next person but stop after two they didn't even need to make the third one no the the i mean i was okay after i was okay with the third one with the after that well yeah because that was kind of like the yeah that kind of ended like the will and elizabeth story yeah so i mean like i was okay with the they didn't really need to make the third one but i was okay with the third one Mm -hmm. but after that they needed to stop Touching. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know. I know. It's all it's all money. It's all money. I'm I'm trying to think what other movies have one too many sequels. The Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, that well that one. <laughs> I mean they on 50? Um I think they're on number nine. Oh, I don't even remember anymore. I'm not joking. I think it's number nine. I think they're I think they're going to be filming like Fast and Furious Nine soon. I'm like, they needed to stop after uh, Paul Walker's death. I mean, rest in peace, Paul. You were you were one of my favorite actors. I loved you, man. I was but so they sad. needed to stop. Yeah, that was that was a horrible thing. But they needed to stop after his death. 
they probably needed to stop before that but right like his last movie should have been the end it should have been i mean i thought it was amazing that his brother actually stepped in to finish his movie to finish filming it because for them for him that so. is so hard yeah but i'm trying to think anything what other well, I mean, we already talked about the uh, the Batman thing. I mean, there's one too many of those at this point. <sighs> Superman got a little crazy because there was been there have been several TV shows, several. Yeah. Everything else is. Um. Oh my God! I was talking about something last night, and we were talking about how they just made one too many movies, and I can't think of what it is. Crap. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> but um think. What else have they made one too many of? They've made one too many mummy movies, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, the original two was awesome. Yes. Yeah, the first two were fine. Like, yeah. you know, you get you inter- you get introduced to the characters and then you do a like a kind of a cute kind of a follow up that also actually makes sense. Given what happened in the first movie, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Yeah, but when they got when Rachel Weisz didn't come back for the third one, that was I was I was like I was done. If you're gonna make the third one, then they need to make they need to have made it with her. I hate when they do that. Like yes. when, you, when you have no. like a sequel or whatever, and not all of the original characters are. It's like now you the just original actors. You mean because it's the yeah. original characters? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not the original yes, actors. I meant- <laughs> I meant actors. Uh, <laughs> the original actors aren't in it because now you just like ruined it for me. Right. Like, I don't get I don't get sucked in like I want to. Right. And I mean I get it. Sometimes it's you know scheduling conflict or the actor wasn't you know happy. Sometimes it turns out for the, for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like in Marvel, for instance, uh, with uh, Mark Ruffalo coming in as Hulk. Yes, oh, but you know, um, another good one was um, going back to Lord of the Rings is uh, they actually had Stuart Townsend was supposed to play Aragorn, Aragorn, and mm. they started filming like they got like a couple of days into filming and they just he wasn't he wasn't cutting it so they actually pulled him and that's how Viggo Mortensen got the role. God bless Viggo Mortensen, mm. right. <laughs> It made me love Aragorn. I wanted to be uh, Liv Tyler's character. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I love you. Me too. I'll be your elf princess. Seriously. <laughs> uh, oh god, she's but, funny. But yeah, no, um, like you know, so yeah, I I get that sometimes it it happens and sometimes it's for the better, but sometimes it just ruins it for me. Yeah, because I I really didn't feel like um, Brendan Fraser and God, what is her name? Yeah, I see her face. I yeah, I can picture her face. Oh man, <sighs> Maria Bella. Yeah. yeah, Maria Bella. They they just did not have the same chemistry to me mm-hmm. that him and Rachel did. Brendan Fraser, he's also he got like kicked out of Hollywood. Yeah, well, yeah. He had a he had a nasty divorce with his ex wife, and I mean, she took him for everything. 
if I remember correctly. Makes you almost not want to be a celebrity. I'm glad I'm not a celebrity. I mean, there's many things to make you not want to be a celebrity. Penny pains. Well, that's why, like, I keep saying, like, I would love to be an actor. I just don't want to be a celebrity. <laughs> like, yeah, but unfortunately, they kind of go hand in hand. Not if you're on like a uh, Hallmark channel. True. Unless you're, you know, DJ Tanner. <clears throat> yeah, Candace Cameron Bure. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I, I, as much as again, I mentioned like the musicals and stuff. Like, I do. It depends, like, movie musicals, obviously, like, and I know we talked about this in the last episode, like, the old, you know, like, MGM uh-huh. movie musicals were just, like, they're on a whole different level. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you know, now we're, they're bringing Broadway to life, and, but it's, like, a hit or miss. I mean, you could have, um, you know, like, Mamma Mia, which was fantastic, and then you have <sighs> Cats, which was a disaster. I don't and... know Cats. Oh, don't I do it. I didn't watch Cats either. It's not, just, I was never a big fan of Cats to begin with, so no interest. Uh, I mean, it's it's the only thing, It the reason why I honestly didn't like it is it freaked me out. Instead of doing it like the actual musical where they're you know, dressed up as cats with paint on their face, they CGI'd them to look like cats. That's just and weird. It, it's just, we- it was just weird. But you know, had, yeah, it right. killed memories. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it. you know, the other thing they could have done in though, a good way, they could have like made like, they could have used like actual, like almost like. Kind of like what they did with The Lion King, where you had photorealistic looking cats, and then you do the voiceover work or something. You could have done that. Mm-hmm. Too. So you could have kept yeah. it like realistically, like it's a cat, but not like a cat human kind of a thing. That's just weird. Yeah, right. like, it's real cats, yeah. and then just like you said, voiceover and CGI the 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 like moving, like talking. But yeah, so like that's why like I didn't like it. But like you know, there's been a couple of uh, musicals that were created, um, or movies that were created from musicals. And I'm like, mm, why? Why'd you do it? Why did you do it? I, I say others... that every time I turn around. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why? Though I am very excited for in in the heights. Actually, here's another thing I kind of wonder now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a big factor is. Are willing are producers and studios willing to fund the money for a movie? But I'm also kind of wondering: is could another factor be the quality of screenplays coming in? Another issue. Yeah, I mean, it could it could be. I mean, if the if the screenplay screenplays aren't up to par. They're, you're going to get a subpar movie because if the writing isn't very good. Yeah, I kind of wonder in general if a factor is screenplays because, I mean, I tried taking a screenwriting class before. And now, granted, it wasn't a class where, like, we actually wrote a screenplay. It's, like, kind of like the basics, like, how to start off. 
you know, how to right. get to the starting point of like before you actually write the screenplay itself. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I quickly realized that as much as I enjoy writing, screenplays is never going to be my medium. It's just, it's just not ever going to be a medium that I can really get into. But there could be a bunch of scripts that are good, but if they're not well known, who knows if we'll ever see them? It's like Hollywood's almost like a secret society. <laughs> yeah, secret non-secret society. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, like what we were saying earlier about how, you know, streaming services like Netflix and, you know, Amazon and Hulu, they're becoming big players now because, I mean, obviously it's still not completely easy to sell your concept to any of the three of them, but it seems like they may be more willing to gamble on your spec script or your pitch meeting concept than the traditional studios are these days. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know what mm. you guys think. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, I, I kind of going into like the whole indie film thing, you know, you think of who usually picks some of that up, you know, um, like Sundance Film Festival, like, quality indie films usually get picked up by like Netflix or you know Amazon or Hulu or something like that you know obviously if they're good enough <clears throat> usually if you're if you do well at Sundance I think you're okay <laughs> yeah yeah or or you know even better than Sundance like can yeah I mean it, it just seems like you know if you want to get your movie you know made if you can't go, you know, the big studio route that, you know, people would have been doing like, you know, 30, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. your best shot is to somehow independently get the money and in essence, make the movie yourself and start submitting it all over the place to a bunch of different festivals and see if you happen to bump into a producer or some executive who's like shopping for independent movies for their company to distribute the, the coming year. You know, it, it it's actually a great idea if you want to kind of break into the business, regardless of, I think, any job for, you know, in terms of like, movie making so whether you're a you know a director or a screenwriter or even like an actor or something like that like to do these film festivals and you know maybe the first one you but like get some like critiques in there and just like you know keep evolving keep going in the indie film fest you know uh, those indie like festivals and eventually you know, you learn things from, you know, talking to people because like those festivals are huge. I mean, obviously pre-pandemic and hopefully eventually they'll get back to that type of thing. But like those those things could be huge. And if you just constantly keep going out and your name keeps getting mentioned, you know, that you're getting better and better each time you, you put something in there, I think eventually you'll make it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.